Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. Live from our newsrooms brings back our hit news network, SNN, with many news anchors like Arthur Brooks, Addison Hayden, and Beatrix Gemma. Brings you stories about the news worldwide. Tune in on Atlanta's number one stations, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6 radio stations. To get the latest news today, listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our channel of KLP Entertainment. Reporting live from our newsroom, this is SNN. I'm Addison Hayden. Here's your business news breaking for March 23rd. Fox and Dominion urge judge to rule on case. At the start of a pretrial hearing for the $1.6 billion defamation trial, the judge said he was still weighing whether to issue a summary judgment. A Delaware judge overseeing Dominion Voting System's $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit against Fox News said in a pretrial hearing on Tuesday, that he was still weighing whether to issue a summary judgment for either side in the case. In a hearing in Wilmington, Delaware, on Tuesday, lawyers for Fox News and Dominion both pushed the judge, Eric M. Davis of the Delaware Superior Court, to rule on the case without a jury. Dominion, an election technology company, is accusing Fox of spreading false claims of widespread vote rigging in the 2020 presidential election. I haven't made a decision, Judge Davis said. The case centers on Fox's coverage of the 2020 election, when President Donald J. Trump and his supporters began to spread false claims about widespread voter fraud. On Tuesday, Dominion argued that a trove of internal communications and depositions it had obtained showed that Fox executives and hosts had known that some of the claims about election fraud were false, but had given them airtime anyway. Fox asked Judge Davis to dismiss the case outright, saying its actions were protected by the First Amendment. A trial is scheduled to begin on April 17. The lawsuit poses a sizable threat to Fox's business and reputation. Dominion must prove that Fox knowingly broadcast false information about the company, or was reckless enough to disregard substantial evidence that the claims were not true, a legal standard known as actual malice. While defamation cases have traditionally proved hard to win, legal experts say Dominion may have enough evidence to clear that high bar. Justin Nelson, a lawyer for Dominion, told the court that it had plenty of evidence that Fox knew what it was doing. Mr. Nelson cited, for example, an excerpt from a deposition by Joe Dorigo, the chief financial officer of Fox News, who was asked whether Rupert and Lachlan Murdoch the top executives of Fox News's parent company knew that the claims were being aired on the network. 
Mr. Dor Ego answered. They were certainly aware that the allegations were being reported on Fox News. They allowed people to come on the air to make those charges, despite knowing they are false, Mr. Nelson told the judge. Aaron Murphy, a lawyer for Fox, argued in court on Tuesday that a reasonable viewer of Fox News and Fox Business would have understood that the hosts were merely reporting that the president and his lawyers were making the fraud claims, which was newsworthy, and not making factual statements. We do not think that we are just scot-free simply because a guest said something rather than a host, Ms. Murphy said. What we resist is that Dominion's position seems to be that we are automatically liable because a guest said something. Ms. Murphy told the judge that there was more context for the shows and statements singled out by Dominion in its complaint that proved the hosts had been merely presenting statements of fact. As an example, she referred to a December 12, 2020, broadcast of Fox and Friends, during which the hosts asked Mr. Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, about legal challenges relating to voter fraud. I don't see how somebody watching that show thinks that by merely asking the president's lawyer, what are you alleging, and what evidence do you have to support it? The hosts are saying we believe these allegations to be true, Ms. Murphy said. Ms. Murphy added that there was no evidence that any Fox Corporation executive had been involved in the airing of defamatory statements. Lawyers for Fox are scheduled to finish their arguments before the judge on Wednesday. Management have made a bid to buy a minority stake in Manchester United. Now, uh, we always knew they were interested in Manchester United. Uh, they are one of the three parties who've uh, confirmed in public that they are in the process. But all along, they have not been uh, in this process to buy Manchester United. They've always said, look, uh, we're interested in a minority stake. And we're also interested in providing financing to other parties. So to the other bidders, they have offered to basically lend them money to finance their bids. And also, it's important to the Glazer family as well. Uh, they are saying to the Glazers, look, if you need to raise money to redevelop Old Trafford, for instance, uh, we are willing to lend you that money. Uh, but the development today is that they have made a bid themselves to buy a minority stake. But their proposal uh, to offer financing to other parties, that is still on the table as well. Now, look, what do we know about Elliott Management? We reported a couple of weeks ago that their representatives were at Old Trafford uh, for the game against Real Betis in the Europa League. Uh, they were at U.S. investment uh, fund, hedge fund, who have been involved in football for quite a long time, actually. Uh, I think six years ago, uh, they helped finance the takeover of AC Milan by a Chinese businessman. Uh, that uh, takeover was worth around 750 million euros. Uh, and uh, basically, Elliot uh, lent the Chinese businessman, Li Yonghong, around 300 million euros. And a year later, he failed to make the repayments on that loan. And so, Elliot took control of AC Milan. And then last year, they sold AC Milan to another US investment firm, Redbird Capital, for £1.2 billion. So 
They are a hedge fund who have been involved in European football before, and it has been confirmed uh, that before yesterday's deadline of 9 p.m., they did submit a bid to buy a minority stake in Manchester United. Okay, interesting for now. Thank you very much. And it was the ninth American rate hike in a row, taking the Fed funds rate to a range of 4.75 to 5%, the highest level since 2007. Now, there was a bit of an expectation it might have been half a percent, but Fed Chair Jerome Powell said in the press conference that the recent banking turmoil is doing some of the Fed's work for it. The tightening of credit conditions that has resulted is worth at least one rate hike, he said, maybe more. And it looks like the banking turmoil is worth a rate hike or two here as well. From predicting at least two more RBA rate hikes just a month ago, the market is now predicting that there won't be any more in Australia at all, and that the next move will be one or two cuts in the middle of this year, followed by a pause. The bad news is, of course, that this means the market is also probably predicting a recession. The US dollar fell sharply when the US rate decision was announced this morning because it wasn't half a percent, and as a result the Australian dollar popped up to 67.4 US cents while falling against a stronger euro. The American share market closed 1.7% lower, but not because of the rate hike. It seems to have been mainly caused by Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen telling Congress that more blanket deposit guarantees like the one that bailed out Silicon Valley Bank aren't being considered. Share prices of small banks across America were smashed, dragging the whole market down. And that in turn dragged the Australian market down with miners, banks and insurance companies leading the falls and the All Ordinaries finishing 0.7% lower. And finally, gold and silver resumed their march upwards today while oil also rose and iron ore fell. And that's finance.